This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. So we talked about the, uh, the player to go first in the NFL draft. We kind of think it's going to end up being Hutchinson. That's where we think. But again, two weeks away, a lot can happen between now and then. And and maybe trades will make some things happen. I don't imagine unless, unless for some reason somebody down there with a couple of picks just overwhelms Jacksonville. I, I can't believe that they're going to move out of that top spot. I'd be stunned if that's what happened. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They obviously need as many good players as they can. They were the worst team in football last season. They're one of the youngest teams in football. They have a head coach who's in his first season with his new team. Doug Peterson's obviously won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. But they need this number one pick to just get more good talent on their team. And whether it's on the offense or the defensive side of the ball, they need help on both sides. And they got to keep that number one pick. It seems like it's going to be Hutchinson, and if it is, then they got to take him. All right, let's take a look at some of the uh, the futures here for positions. Not necessarily who's going to go number one, who's going to go number 10, but let's look at first quarterback, first running back, all the way through. On the board, and there's only probably two choices here, I would think, although Desmond Ritter, I guess, could work his way up. Mm-hmm. You never know. I mean, look at all the, the quarterbacks that were taken last year. Was it five in the first 17 picks or whatever it was? Yeah. Um, yeah, Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are probably the two top favorite guys. Willis is going off the board right now at minus 160, an overwhelming favorite to be the first quarterback pick. And then Kenny Pickett out of Pitt is plus 130. Desmond Ritter comes in at plus 1,000. Does it make sense at all to change that order? In your mind, does that order make sense? Order makes sense. I think Willis is the better player. He is just a fantastic athlete. And in this day and age in the NFL, teams really prioritize that. The days of the Peyton Mannings and the Tom Brady's and the Ben Roethlisberger's, those really aren't anymore. You're looking for these dual-threat athletes, these, this new era of Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and all these guys that can throw and run. Willis is that way. Pickett does have some mobility, can run a little bit, but obviously prefers to stay in the pocket. Willis can just beat you with his feet all over the field. I think it makes sense. Um, Pickett is one of those guys who needs to go to a good system. They both do. Almost every quarterback does. That's almost every Every quarterback quarterback does. But Willis, because of his athleticism, can get away with it more 
for more teams. Pickett really has to go to a good team, maybe sit behind a veteran for a year or two, learn the ways. But Willis is the favorite, deservingly so. I expect him to be the first quarterback taken. I still think there's some value there at minus 160. I'm pretty confident that he's going to be the first quarterback taken. So I would actually lay that and take it with him. The other two there in the top five before it drops way off. Matt Corral is at the plus 1,400. Sam Howell. Out of University of North Carolina, not a ton of value here, plus 4,000. And he's an interesting guy, not because he's plus 4,000, but because after his 2020 season, there was talk of him. He was not eligible to come out for the draft. He had to go back to North Carolina, hadn't, you know, hadn't spent enough time in college yet. And people were talking about him then as perhaps being a first round top 20 type guy. If he had been in that draft, then maybe he would have been the sixth quarterback yeah. that had gone in the first round. And then North Carolina went out and had just an awful year. I want to say they may have been preseason top 10 in one of the polls. If they not, they're at least top 15, they but I think they it. were yep. top 10. And they had a terrible season. And he had not a terrible season, but not a what they was expected from Sam Howell type season. So the question becomes not necessarily should he be up there with Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. But is he a guy that if he gets in the right system with the right NFL team, does he end up getting that back, that idea of, oh, he would have been a first-round pick, had an eh, okay college year, and his team wasn't any good. Is he value in the second round and the third round, depending on where he drops? I don't think so. I'm not okay. I'm not big on Hal. I watched him a lot this year in college. He's just one of those guys who hangs on to the ball too much. He's such a big kid, and they ran him a ton at North Carolina this year. I want to say in all of the games he played this season, he had double-digit carries. Ran him a ton. He got sacked a lot. He's not afraid to get hit, and he's almost a little too timid with the ball. If he doesn't trust what he's seeing or he doesn't want to take a chance, he just holds on to it. And the NFL, we know it's just such a step above college. Everything is so much quicker. The players, the defenders are so much better. And Hal needs a lot of work. The physical tools, no question, are there. And he's a North Carolina guy. You wonder if Mitch Trubisky being there, if that yeah, scares off any teams. I don't think there's any comparisons, but a lot of times schools that bring out quarterbacks, look at USC. You know, they've had a lot of disappointments through the years with Matt Leinert and Mark Sanchez and John David Booty and a bunch of different guys that just haven't panned out. And maybe because of Trubisky, it scares people off. I'm not a big Hal guy. Corral, too, scares me as well. He's plus 1,400. They see him as the first quarterback taking the fourth best odds. Same kind of thing. Loves running the ball. Holds on to it a little too much. Those are my big uh, two knocks on those guys. Isn't it interesting? Malik Willis, Liberty. Kenny Pickett, Pitt. Right? Desmond, we're not thinking quarterback factories or big-time power five schools, even Ole Miss, North Carolina, as we mentioned, there isn't a power five type quarterback in the first five or six guys on this list. What's crazy about Willis, he actually committed to Auburn, and he was behind Jared Stidham. Didn't play, obviously, so he went to Liberty. So he he has always had the talent. I'm not saying that these guys weren't power five, you know, football factory recruits, but where they're coming from, yeah. There's not one on that list. There's not an Auburn. There's not an Alabama. Sure. There's there's not that guy on this list. It's true. I know. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Liberty, Ole Miss, North Carolina, Nevada, Western Kentucky, looking at Carson Strong, 
and Bailey Zappi. It's kind of crazy that there's really no Michigan's, Alabama's, Notre Dame's, like you said. These guys are coming from all over. That's why people are saying this is one of the weaker QB classes because a lot of these players aren't come, coming from the flashy schools that we see every Saturday. Don't have enough time. We'll get into it maybe a little bit later on the show to get the running back, wide receiver, and everything else. But of these guys, let's say that Willis, Pickett, Ritter, we'll just take those three, and they get drafted in the first round. Ritter may be a late first-round pick. Any of those guys have any value, perhaps, as a, a offensive rookie of the year in the NFL? It's a good question. I mean, obviously, it depends on where they end up. Sure. We know that's in the system. But would you would you think about that as a future pick on any of them, or is it going to be – a wide receiver, maybe, yeah. that we'll talk about. Probably not going to be a running back. That no. just doesn't seem to happen very often. Is it more likely that you're going to go for a wide receiver than a quarterback? I, I think so. We saw it being a two-horse race last year with Mac Jones and Jamar Chase, and because the Patriots were winning, that's why Mac was getting so much attention. But then Chase, with the season he was having, was you amazing. just couldn't ignore. And I think we're going to get that from one of the top receivers. So I think whether it's Wilson or Williams or London, whoever it is, I think one of them win it. 